are about to hear a life-changing message preached at Revival International Memphis by the Reverend Kojo Orleans Lindsay. In Galatians 2.20a, the Bible says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In this Sunday's message, Reverend Lindsay preaches a much-needed message entitled, Losing, Sacrificing, Suffering, and Dying. We all as believers in Christ have these four spiritual appointments. These appointments are necessary to understand the fullness of God's power. So let us all listen into this anointed message and be prepared to lose, to suffer, to sacrifice, and to die of some things for God's sake. Be blessed. Amen. Now, I am going to share with you something that is quite unconventional. And this is the title, Losing, Suffering, Sacrificing, and Dying. Mm. I thought you said prosperity, winning, gaining, accumulating, living. But now, this is the title. Hallelujah. Now, why am I bringing this up? Because I have noticed that we pastors have deceived a large portion of the congregation about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And um, I intend to set the record straight. Hallelujah. What do I mean? The Bible says, Jesus Christ taught us to pray. Matthew chapter 6 from verse 9. If you read, it says, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth the way it is done in heaven. I'll say it again. Our Father which art in heaven. Now, all of how many want to go to hell? Even Satan wants is announces to his colleague, I'm in heaven, don't disturb me, okay? I'm in heaven. Did you hear him? Say, hey, I'm in heaven. No, don't call me when I'm in heaven. I'm with my original calling. And when God accused him, called him Satan, said, why are you calling me Satan? Satan is my name when I'm destroying the world. The church members who don't want to think about heaven. But when I'm here, I'm called Lucifer, the son of the morning. Worship is what I do. I am Mr. Melody Man. I thought that was powerful. Clap for that he will become a melody man and not Satan in Jesus' name. Worship man. The film stars are up to something great. You better join them. Hallelujah. Mr. Job, it looks like God believes you, Pa. He says, oh, it's Satan rather who's in trouble, not Job. Next week, come for part three, by the grace of God. Now, what am I saying? Thy will be done. It says in this manner, pray, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Let your kingdom come. Let your rulership come. Let your power manifest in our lives. Do you understand that? When they say let your kingdom come, it means be king. Is God king in your life? It looks like we have preached to you that you should be king and God should serve you. Yeah. Don't you agree? Much of our messages are 
Be keen. You don't need to do anything. Don't let God's kingdom come. Let kingdom leave. We have no obedience, no righteousness, no holiness. No Christianity anymore. No Bible reading. No lifestyle that befits somebody who says, my father is in heaven and I want to go there. We don't live our lives as if Jesus said, I am preparing a mansion for you. That where I am, you will be there also. And unfortunately, we have deceived you. We've talked to you about prosperity. Talked to you about gaining, accumulating wealth. It's not a bad thing. But it's like somebody telling you you'll be rich and telling you you should be lazy. You get the point. And so, hallowed be thy name. Holy is your name. Thy kingdom come. Rule. Be in charge of my life. Is God in charge? Does God dictate to us what to do? Do we obey? Do we even know what God wants of us? Think about it. The only time I pay my kids school fees is when they obey me. Yeah. One of my children is still paying fees which I paid and I withdrew. Yeah, 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 yeah. I paid and I withdrew it because of his misbehavior. He's still paying. I see it. Because the condition for me being a father is my kingdom will come. So long as you live under my roof, want to enjoy my benefits, you want to also experience my authority. Ladies and gentlemen, if any Christian does not take on the authority of God, you will never benefit from the, exploit, the, bene the blessings of God. Let me tell you, Frank, when the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 63, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all other things shall be added to you. It's not a lie. But we have taught you to seek all other things except the kingdom. I don't believe in such gospel. It's never in the Bible. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth like it is in heaven. In other words, may we live here as if we are living in heaven. God's will. If heaven was your house, how would be the behavior? Is that how you behave? That's a prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. He didn't teach us to pray any other. This was the only prayer. He taught us to pray. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I can assure you, when you fulfill that, Jesus has prayed for you and your life will be a heavenly life. We struggle too much. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then follows, give us therefore this day our daily bread. I can assure you on a daily basis, he will take care of you. Adam and Eve were doing the will of the Lord until they decided not to do the will of the Lord. Their daily bread, now they had to struggle for it. It says, you will till the ground and of the sweat of your face you shall eat bread. It was not meant to be like that. Forgive us our sins as we forgive others. Does it even occur to you that anybody you don't forgive, God will not forgive you? 
is it, a, a, is it important to you that forgiveness is a godly instruction? Does it occur to you? Does it occur to you that it's part of God's blessing to you? Does it occur to you that if we would just obey that simply, there will be a lot of good relationships, but divorces will not happen. That parent, kids will not be shooting at parents. Hateless will not be formed. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to read a couple of scriptures to you. So my topic is losing, suffering, sacrificing, and dying. <laughs> now, let me read this for you. Galatians chapter 1 from verse 6. New Living Translation. Now, look at Paul. I am shocked that you are turning away so soon from God. I'm surprised that Christians lift up their hands, but when they leave the church, they turn away from God. I'm surprised. Tell somebody I'm surprised at those Christians. Tell somebody they didn't come to church. I am shocked that you are turning away so soon from God. Who called you to himself through the loving mercy of Christ? You are following a different gospel that pretends to be the gospel. Or you are following a different way that pretends to be the good news. But it is not the good news at all. It's not the gospel at all. It's not the gospel at all. Tell somebody, it's not the gospel. You are being fooled by those who deliberately twist the truth concerning Christ. Next verse. Let God's curse fall on anyone, including us, or even an angel from heaven who preaches a different kind of gospel than the one that we preach to you. The word. Paul said, a curse comes to anybody who twists the gospel for personal interest including pastors. And even if you're an angel, a curse will come upon you. Amen. Don't say, I will never be cursed in Jesus' name. I am preaching against curses today. Don't let anybody twist the gospel for you. It brings a curse, not a blessing. All in the name of be blessed, be blessed. There is a way to be blessed that nobody can stop it. Bible says, Proverbs chapter 10, and don't change the scripture here. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22. The blessings of the Lord makes rich and add no sorrow. Oh yeah. When there is a Mercedes, you can either steal it or buy it. Or it can be given a gift. It's still a Mercedes. But the consequences. Yeah. One day when a house and policemen came, Meanwhile, this guy has been giving us a lot of money. We're all worshipping him. Not when they were stolen. Money is still money, wherever it comes from. But, does it bring a curse or a blessing? That's the deception. 
God says, even if an angel, which is anything other than the gospel, the good news, it brings a curse. So sometimes we can easily lead the church members claiming something is a blessing, what is a curse? Then, verse 9, I say again what we have said before. If anyone preaches any other gospel or good news than the one you welcome, let the person be cursed. That's strong. That's, that's strong. Number 10. I like that. Obviously, I am not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. That should be your aim. That should be your aim. You know, the last time we are discussing ways of making outreach exciting. And one of the things that somebody said, oh, we should not, I mean, we should not make everything about church. We should make it about the people. Make it about, it's true. But it is about God. It's God's business. You can't make it any other way. Let me tell you, when the man in Luke 14, don't change this, did the feast, he did not take the feast out there. He invited the people to come, and when they came in, that's when they got the feast. It is God first, not people first. I'll say it again. It is God first. Not people first, not church members first. We've twisted the gospel. You watch it. If this pastor made God first, your issues will be resolved. But if you force me to make you first, there will be no God. Try it. Where every message I preach is to please you, to attract you, to make you happy. There will be no God in the message. It will be finished. It will be finished. There will be no spirit, no life. Yeah. You go home feeling blessed. It's all about you. Yes. Let me tell you, if I make it about God, God will make it about you. Yeah. Amen. And it is true. Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. If I had to preach well enough so you can give me gifts, especially on my birthday, I have to bring the best message so that I'll get offerings. You will never have God. You will have a man's words. That's what God is talking about. Please, be discerning, eh? Be discerning. Let God be your interest. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 12, verse 21, people came from the, all kinds of Greeks, they came, and they saw Peter, they saw the servants, they said, Sir, good afternoon. We want to see Jesus, not you. Yeah. They paid a visit to Pastor Philip. Let's, let's, from verse 20, watch this. Watch this. John chapter 12, verse 20. John chapter 12. 
And there were certain Greeks among them who came up to worship at the feast. Church members came to worship God. Then Philip was the one organizing the place. These people therefore came to Philip. Pastor Philip, Pastor Lindsay, which was of Bethsaida of Galilee. And they desired him. Church members should be telling the pastor, please preach Jesus. Preach the word. Says, we want to see Jesus. We desire to see Jesus. Not you. Some of us pastors are full of ourselves. Do you know who I am? Do you know how I'm anointed? Do you know how I'm powerful? You know, you know, if only you obey me, you see that. That's not the gospel. Amen. If I draw you deeper, I demand you bring a Bible to church. I demand you come for prayer meeting. I demand that you love God and walk in obedience. If I preach against fornication, against sin, and I draw you into holiness, you will be blessed. If I talk to you about worship, if I talk to you about heaven, the reality of heaven and hell, if I talk to you about living right, I talk to you about giving to God. Good works. Salvation. The Holy Spirit. You may not feel your stomach, but God, no man can feel your stomach anyway except God. How many of those pastors, after preaching you'll be blessed, have given you a thousand dollars to go home with? Except the Lord builds a house, they labor in vain. That build it. Amen. Now, therefore, it's important. So, First Corinthians, Galatians, First Corinthians, chapter one, verse eighteen. The Bible says, "For the preaching of the cross is to them who perish foolishness, foolishness, but unto us who are saved, it is the power of God." Losing, suffering, sacrificing, dying is the preaching of the cross. It is foolishness to those who perish. But for those who really love God, this is where the power comes from. Clap for Jesus! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we will all have our appointment with these things. In life, even there is nothing you will get without losing something suffering sacrificing something or wanting to die for something let me tell you think about this question i'm coming to ask which religion has its founder who came to live only to die for the sake of the the the, the religion which religion is it the Islamic? Is it the Hinduism? Which of them? The founder, his main reason for coming is to die, was to die, was to sacrifice, to lose, to suffer, and to die. Which religion? Christian. But let me tell you, which religion shies away from these things the most? Christians. Christians. 
They don't want to lose anything. They don't want to suffer anything. They don't want to sacrifice anything. The least they want to, they don't want to die. Somebody said, a Muslim, he said the reason why these people, the Twin Towers and things, they won is because we Americans, we want to live, but they, they want to die. It's an evil statement at the best some truth. Did you know that they did it in thinking that they were pleasing their God? We, we have not even been told to die. But we are the least sacrificial. Tell a Christian to fast. That will be the problem. Tell a Christian that we are having an extended service. That's when they will start looking at their watch. Say amen, mommy. Is this the Christianity God came? What do you think Christianity is? Christ-like, like Christ. This is the Christ that I know. This is the Christ that I know. That has been my life. Making sacrifices. Losing something for somebody or for the Lord's sake. Suffering a little. They were saying I traveled all the way. Because it's Christianity. It's not because I'm a pastor. I started doing this thing when I was a student. Losing, sacrifice, even tithing is a problem. Tithing. Just to sacrifice 10%. The Muslims, they sacrifice their lives. They can put bullets and bombs around them. Allahu Akbar. What do they say? God is great is what? What do they God is great. Allahu Akbar. Is that what it means? Uh-huh. God is great. And then they tie the bombs. I'll do this for God. Yeah. Tell their family, they tell their family, I'm going to do a jihadist something. And they're happy. You have not been told to bomb. But we say we should go on outreach, witnessing, witnessing only. See how the church is full? You'll be lucky to have 20 people come for witnessing. In Christianity. Is this a life? Is this Christianity? I beg to differ. I will not be part of that Christianity. No. Christians, they want to eat their cake and have it. You want to be married and have side chicks. Is that Christianity? Is that Christianity? You can't even lose a boyfriend that's an unbeliever. You can't even give up. You think you'll be blessed? You can't be blessed. You can't keep your virginity. You can't. There are only virgins like Virgin Atlantic. Flights. Christian virgin. Virgin olive oil. Christian virgins. I beg to differ. If when you are a virgin, your color is different, you'll be surprised. That's how many Christians. Walk up to the front wedding in white. You should be wearing leopard, leopard colors. Because the holes are a lot. Is that Christianity? I don't care. Bible says, even if your pastor is an angel and does not speak the truth about what God wants, there's a curse. I don't want to be cursed and I don't want you to be cursed. 
You will never be cursed. You will never be cursed. You will be blessed. You will be blessed. You will be blessed. Yeah. That's the Christianity I lived with. And that is the Christianity that has made me who I am. That's the Christianity. And I never lost. Can you not see? I didn't fail exams because I lost and made sacrifice. I didn't lose money. I didn't lose. I gained. I upgraded. God has not called you to shame you. If you're calling God, you don't find him. He didn't move. You moved. You moved. You moved. Losing. Suffering. Sacrificing. Dying. That's Christianity. That's the message of the cross. The Bible says the preaching of the cross is to those who are perished. It's foolishness. What is he saying? What is he saying? It's foolishness. I know. Oh, I feel, oh, I feel like dancing. It's foolishness. I know. Yeah. When you are lifting up your hands and you are worshiping, somebody says, look at him. Yes, I was dancing here. I was looking at the Christians. They don't want to lose a sweat. No. Make a sacrifice. It's even Sunday. Wake up early for the Lord. No. Not Christians. Wake up! Believe me, Joseph was so different from his brothers, so favored, but he was ready to lose, to suffer, to sacrifice, even to die. But did he die? He lived. Did he? What looked like sacrificing, he gained. What looked like suffering, he enjoyed. What looked like he has lost, he gained all better than his brothers. Look, he fed them. When he thought that it was about, hey, our father is dead. He may kill us. He said, no, 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 no. You meant it for evil, but God has turned it out for my good. No, I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to feed you and feed your children as well. Because God is who has made me. And his dream, which looked like a loss. I'm sure after he dreamed and he said, oh, the 11 stars were bowing and the moon and the sun. And he suffered. He wondered, ah, Joseph. I'm sure somebody, Joseph's friend would say, Joseph, Joseph, your big mouth. You shouldn't have spoken about the dream. Your big mouth. Yeah. That was a dream. The truth is the truth. You can do nothing against the truth but for the truth. Yeah, he spoke it. But it was through losing, suffering, sacrificing, dying, that he ultimately became the Joseph of the clothes of many colors. The coat of many colors attracted losing. At, he lost that coat. He lost his dignity. He lost his sonship. He lost his family. He suffered at the hands of Potiphar. Do you know why Joseph suffered? Let me see. There will be four different appointments for everybody. Every one of you as a Christian. If you are not ready to lose, to suffer, to sacrifice, to die, you are not a Christian. 
true. Ah, this is not gospel. Really? Show me what is gospel. Your appointment, your four appointments, is the title. Your four appointments. Number one, losing. 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 Number one appointment, losing. An appointment is something that, whether you like it or not, you have to. Bible says, appointed unto man who wants to die after that the judgment. It's your appointment. It's been appointed for us. Christianity will come with that. Whether you like it or not. What makes it beautiful is when you accept it, embrace it, you'll be blessed. Joseph lost something. He lost something. He lost. He lost his, even Job, he lost everything. It is not all losses that you should look as a bad thing. One of the best things that happened to me was to loss of an unbeliever friend. That guy was teaching me bad things, eh? Bible says in the book of James chapter 4 verse 4, ye adulteresses and adulteresses. James chapter 4 verse 4. Don't you know, he says that you are adulteress. Don't you realize that friendship with the world means enmity with God? I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of, the, of God. You have to lose some friends. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. says, don't be deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. When I became a believer, I lost many things. Including some very sexy girlfriend. Sexy. 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 But I decided, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me, no turning back, no turning back. And you are jealous when God blesses me. Be jealous about the behavior. I tell you, you think serving God, losing is bad. Joseph lost a beautiful girl in Potiphar's wife. Potiphar's wife was the most beautiful, prettiest in the East. He said, no, I'll give up. No, I can't do this. I can't do this. What kind of behavior? Said, you are married. You want me. Young 17-year-old. I mean, if your husband has lost power, fine. Let's go and get some Viagra. Let's go and see the doctor. But don't do that to me. Don't molest me. Don't put me in this situation. Dad, let me tell you. And his reason was not because he will get caught. 
Genesis 39, verse 10. He said, how can I do this wickedness? I said, she kept pressurizing. Look, she kept pressurizing Joseph. Uh -huh. Let's go to verse 9. Verse 9. No one here has more authority than I do. My master has held back nothing from me except you because you are his wife. How can I do such a wicked thing? It will be gracing against God. Who is the reason why you give up the things you give up? Who is the reason? Who is the reason? Make God the reason. Please put the phone away, I beg you. Okay? Stay with me. Let God be the reason why you do the things. One day, a group of doctors collected together and said, we should go and fight against the authorities. I said, I don't fight against authorities. God said, I should be subject to the governing authorities because they are set there by God. I told them. I lost their friendship. I lost their friendship. But I was still a friend of God. Friendship with the world is equivalent to enmity with God. I tell you. You have to give up something. You have to give up something. Give up that deal that's making you. Give up those drugs. Give up that foolish, unbeliever girlfriend or boyfriend. Let them go. You have to lose something. You want to get the fullness of God. You've got to lose something. Look at Joseph. He lost his fame. He even lost his clothes. The Bible says, as he fled, Potiphar's wife took the clothes. He walked out naked. She, he lost his dignity. He was so high. But he went low and went to prison. That loss is what made Joseph, Joseph. What are you prepared to lose? Which appointment do you want? Sometimes, the loss is in. Let me forgive. Let me just forgive. My wife looked in my face. When I had been so terribly behaving towards her. And I sought her face to try and help me. I said, cook for me. She looked, she shook her head and went and cooked. I knew she was very angry because I had not treated her well. My words were grievous against her. My treatment of her was quite abusive. And yet, I, yeah, I come. Because I knew she knew the scriptures. You know, wives, submit yourself therefore to your husbands as unto the Lord. So I came as the Lord. Give me food. She went and prepared the food. Put the food on the table. She put it on the table. Put a plate. She put a plate. Sit by me. And I said, are you for real? I said, yes, I'm for real. Okay. It didn't work. Then I said, oh, give me a, a, a napkin. A napkin, babe. Oh, put that babe on me like a baby and feed me like your child. I'm telling you, this is what I did. Then, I realized that her boiling point was coming. Her boiling point, her temperature was rising. Her fever was coming. She was, she was about to convulse. Then suddenly she paused. When she's, ah! Then she stopped. Then she put the food in my mouth. Then she looked up to heaven, shook her head, and said, Lord, this one I'm doing it for you, not for this fool. Oh. Yeah. Clap for my wife. Not for this food. 
I mean, not exactly the word fool, but it showed that I was a fool. <laughs> Forgiveness looks like you've lost your dignity. You are a fool. But that is where God comes in. Oh, yeah. You lose some sleep. You lose some food because of fasting. What's wrong? I did it for God, for the sake of God. Yeah. I lost some friends because God said they were not the best. I have lived a life of losing things, but I've never lacked anything good. Yeah. If you want a life of losing for God, look at Job. He lost everything. But God is faithful. God is faithful. Bible says God gave Job twice what he had. And he held his integrity. Losing. What is it that you have to lose? Don't worry about it. If it's for God, lose it. Satan, when he came to the garden, Adam and Eve should have given up that fruit as a loss. We would still be enjoying. We wouldn't have had to get Jesus to come and die for us. Losing. Appointment will lose it. Number two, suffering. Suffering. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Bible says, although Jesus Christ was a son, he learned obedience through the things which he suffered. 8 verse 5. 8 verse, is that? Yeah, Romans 8 verse 5. Yeah. Though he was a son. Yeah. No, bring, bring that scripture. Though he was a son, he learned obedience through the things which he suffered. Bring it up, find it. Do you know that where that scripture is? Mm-hmm. Through the things which he suffered. Have you brought it up? Yeah. Oh, Hebrews 5.8. Hebrews, it's not Romans. Hebrews. Even though Jesus was God's son, he learned obedience from the things he suffered. You know, my, I just celebrated my birthday. My children, some live abroad and things, they came together and they spoke. Do you know what they spoke about the most? The things they suffered. You know, my children were here living with me. And you know what I realized? They don't value money. They don't value anything. Nothing. I saw this. I said, these people, they will become useless in the future. They will become nothing. I looked at the way they were going. I said, what will motivate these guys to work as hard as I did? If they, at 16, they are driving their father's car. I never even had a, that bicycle. No, not a bicycle tire. So I looked. They turned the lights on. They turned, you know how the shower, when you go initially it's cold. So they turn it on and they go and watch television so that the shower will warm up. Sometimes you come to the room, the place is steaming hot. If you put chicken there, they will die. 
I said these children will become useless in the future. They need to suffer certain things. You know, they are intelligent enough to go to medicals. In fact, as a matter of fact, one of them, he got MCAT scores very high. I said, I'm sorry, you're not going to medical school in America. I'm sending you to medical school where I went to medical school. And I told them it will make you better. Yeah. But you know what I used? I said, oh, you won't have any school loans. I'll pay your whole fees if you go. It was a trick. So, ah, because here, one year, medical school is 100,000. By the time you finish, you are half a million in debt. So they embraced it. No debt. But they went. My reason was simple. They should go through what I went through a little bit to learn. Listen. So I put a medical school in Ghana. When we went there the last time, we put air conditioner in their room. They have a nice apartment, furnished everything. So my wife and I, we decided to live there with them. We went in and we turned on the air conditioner happily, like we do here. We walked out to go and have coke in the living room, and the air conditioner was well. Do you ever turn off your air conditioner because you go to the kitchen? No. That's not no. My children snuck into the room, turned off the air conditioner, turned off the lights, closed the door. I, I, it was strange to me. I said, Who turned off the air conditioner? They said, Me. They did it about three times. And I asked, Why do you do that? He said, it's very expensive. You are here. You leave the bills for us. We are the ones paying these bills. You give us pocket money and we pay the bills. We don't keep air conditioner on when we are not in the room so that we will manage. I said, wow, it's working. Clap for the Lord Jesus. So, I also realized that when I go to their room, they are living condition is there but they are not turning it on i said why enjoy i said oh we want to save some money let us work they are learning by the things that they are suffering the bible says james chapter one count it all joy when you're faced with various trials operated by god god is not intending for you to cry that's not the idea. He has a good plan for you. He has a good plan. You are suffering. You are suffering, but there is good rewards for you. I remember when I became a Christian, I used to have girlfriends. I lived in a nightclub. Fun was my fun time. But once I became a Christian, and I saw God says, flee youthful lust. I say, I'm going to stick to one person and I will not touch until I marry. I suffered. My dreams. All the people I left were coming back in dreams. It was not easy. I stuck to the suffering. Ladies and gentlemen, my friends who didn't, I tell you, Sometimes I go to a marriage counseling and I say, what is the problem? And then one of the ladies was put me aside. I said, you know, I don't like this guy. I said, why? And he said, whenever I am with him, even when I'm being, how many children are here? Being intimate. 
I bring on images of my most recent boyfriends so that I can satisfy myself. I said, I don't have any of such problems because I decided to obey God. I did my suffering long ago. Today I'm enjoying, just like Lazarus. You, you had your good time. Yet now Lazarus is enjoying. Christianity is a blessing. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Oh, yes. The things you suffer, they come back beautifully. Yeah. These days, when my wife is angry, I don't, I endure the suffering. I even enjoy it. Yeah. One day I told my, my friends, why is your wife raising her voice? I said, oh, she's not raising her voice. She's just being passionate. Clap for the Lord Jesus. It helps me to enjoy it. Yeah. Because everybody gets high fever sometimes. But because of God, I don't want to get angry and just be, and then by the time I realize my hand is gone. No. I will endure it. It may be suffering for me by the end. My wife loves me more than what is the best thing you can love? Ice cream. Chocolate. Brown, white, blue. Because God has taught me that suffering is not a killer. A test. Count it all joy when you are faced with diverse trials. Bible says for the trying of your, your, your faith work at patience. And let your patience have a perfect will that you may be entire wanting nothing. Suffering makes you better. Even when you are going on a race, the reason why you rehearse, rehearse, is you want to endure suffering so that when in the middle of the race there's pain, you can go through it and you win. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Whoever told you that there is no suffering in Christianity was a liar number one. There's no losing. It's not true. You will have appointment also with sacrificing. See, nobody sacrifices anymore. We can't sacrifice. We can't, we can't put food aside to fast. We can't sacrifice to join a prayer meeting. We can't sacrifice a little sleep to pray. Where did that Christianity go? When? When? The Christian only read the Bible in church. When they go home, it's done. You can't sacrifice one hour. Jesus Christ said in Matthew chapter 26, verse 40. What? You could not wait with me in prayer for just one hour. That was basic Christianity. Basic. Jesus told his disciple, you are a disciple of Jesus? Jesus said, what? He returned to the disciples and found them asleep when he was praying. He said to Peter, bring the emphasis, what? In King James. He says, what? Could you not watch with me even one hour? I'll say this. You may not understand. And please don't tell me it is cultural. But the Michael taught us last week that it is Christianity. It is not cultural. It's not a tribal thing. It's not something that's amongst blacks or amongst whites or amongst Africans or amongst Asians or amongst Americans. It is a Bible thing. He said, what could you not? Any Christian who you cannot just sit down for one hour 
for prayer and Bible study. Jesus, this is how Jesus addresses you. What? You can't wait with me for just one. You can't be with me for just one hour. It should be basic. Sacrifice and try that a while and see your life will change. The presence of God upon you will make a difference. I've done that. I've done. When I get to work, I never do anything without waiting on God in prayer. I never do anything. I don't sleep without praying. I don't eat without praying. I don't start work without praying. I don't drive without waiting on God. Definitely, I tell myself, if by the time I wake up, there is brightness in the sky, I have not been a good Christian that day. Pastor, your standards are high. No, it's the Bible. Bible says in Mark 1.35, a great while before day, Jesus Christ woke up, went to a solitary place, and there he prayed. That is why he's Jesus. That's why he's what he is. Anybody who does that, you'll be different. Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, learn to lose some things. To suffer some things. To sacrifice some things. And to die. This die is not physically death. The Bible says in Galatians, death. Your appointment with death. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. The Bible says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I know this is not the usual message you hear. But this is the truth. I would say you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. This is what you've been looking for. The blessings of the Lord, they will come. I'm telling you honestly. He's not averse to that. But he wants to train his children, just like I train my children, to endure, to understand. You can't trust somebody who is just like a basic heart and just a waster. Do you know something? If you like, give your inheritance to a fool, to a child, who has not known losing, sacrificing, or suffering, or dying, making sacrifices, everything will be finished. Most people, it's not about the income, it's about the wastage and management. How to let some things go, even to give up some things to save. You can't lose anything. If I see a car, I like it, I'll buy it. And you, we become poorer and poorer. We have not learned to endure. Okay, I don't have the money for this. I will not buy it. It is the way we have been taught. Blessing means no matter how, even if the police are chasing you, sometimes you buy a car and then in one month you lose it. You were not ready for that car. But you can't suffer. You can't lose. You can't even accept the fact that I'm not here. I drove a Nissan Sentra 1999 for years. One time I parked at a doctor's parking. When I came, a ticket was on it. $160. What was my summons? It says, doctor's parking only. 
I, I, I said, do, do they think I'm a policeman? But the car was not fitting among the others. We were all students. Mercedes-Benz. Acura MDX, the latest. These were students. I know what they make. They make nothing. They've gone to get all these things. As I speak today, most of them are still in debt. They didn't learn how to suffer. They didn't learn how to endure, how to make sacrifices. Let me tell you, if I decide not to wear a designer shirt, it doesn't mean I'm poor. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of the things that he possesses. If you are just, all you want is just to display, you will impress everybody and depress yourself. Yeah. And when your pain comes, we will all see it. I'm telling you honestly, if you don't learn how to lose, suffer, sacrifice, you will not succeed. You will impress everybody. On the outward, it looks good. But you will depress yourself. Yeah. Some of us, we would alloy wheels, all kinds of things. But we're hungry. True. Impression, impression. We can't sacrifice anything. I mean, that one of the things I've decided, I decorate my, my many of us, when we come to your house, your best television you put in the living room. And you put a small one in your bedroom. Why? Who are you impressing? You bought it for me. And how many times do I come to your living room? I have put my best in my bedroom. When you come, I can give you the iPad to watch television. Because I didn't buy it for you. Let's learn that. Please God in secret. Let the world go to hell. That's how it should be. If you have Christianity in your heart, make sure you are impressing God. Just treat God like your bedroom. He should be the number one person you please. And you will realize that the Lord who sees in secret will reward you openly. Through losing, suffering, sacrificing, and dying, God has made me far better than I could have made myself trying to impress you. I've been trying to impress God all myself, all my life. And it's such an awesome blessing. Look at Job. And look at everybody's life. Do you know the reason why we take loans? To let the world see we have something we don't have. Oh. To impress. That's what we are brought to Christianity. You impress everybody, but the person who looks on the heart, you are not going to impress him. Please, we are Christian at heart. We are Christian in person, in private, and see the Lord who sees in secret, rewarding you openly. That is the life of a Christian. Jesus came. He said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they do. He was trying to impress God. The people tried to do. He said, I can call angels right now. But because God has sent me to do this, I'll do it. It doesn't matter what you can do. What does God want you to do? What can you do for God? What can you sacrifice for God? What can you suffer for God? What can you lose for God's sake? What can you give up the life that I now live? Which life? Which faith? Whose faith are you living the life for? If you don't remember anything, Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. I, me and God, we are on the cross. Losing, suffering, sacrificing. And test him. 
Bible says because he was obedient to the cross, that God has given him a name above all names. And at the mention of that name, every knee bows of things on earth, things in heaven and the things underneath the earth. Christianity and the blessings it brings is usually for those who live their Christianity in private more than in public. And I pray that from today you will lose some things for God's sake. You will suffer some things for God's sake. You will sacrifice some things for God's sake. And you will die. Give up your life. Be crucified. Your old pleasures. You said, I deny. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. My old desires, I've killed them. I've killed them. If it was my old desires, oh, there's so many nice girls in the church, man. Oh, yeah. My old desires? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone says, if I meet you and in 72 hours you haven't fallen, then I'm late. Not anymore. Not anymore. The things I used to do, I do them. Rise, you know more. The things I used to do, I do them no more. The things I used to do, I do them no more. What's a great change since I met God? Since I met God, put your hand on your heart. Somebody, a certain spirit was attaching itself to you, making you depressed, making you suffer anxiety, making you do things under compulsion and addiction. But you're going to be free from today. Based on your desire to let go, to just let go, I'm telling you, somebody. You have struggled. But this message has empowered you. Once you let go of that thing for the sake of God, you are, you, you are next week I'll teach you practically how to enjoy sacrificing even for people. Even for people. Losing things for people. Giving for people. For the sake of God. Next week, God willing, I will share with you practically. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul, when he got to become a Christian, he was asked, the Bible says that they told him, the things he will suffer and he became the greatest Christian. Father, we bless your name. We honor you. Holy Spirit, touch your people. And put your hand on your heart and pray to God. Let God give me strength. God is giving somebody strength. Supernatural strength. You know, all Christians, I tell you, especially you, you are not a bad person. Nobody is a bad person here. The fact that you walked into church, you are not a bad person. But you just don't know how to do certain things. You really, really want to. I tell you, everybody here wants to please God. But God says, I'm giving you the strength to please him. God says it comes through sacrifice. It comes through honoring him. You have to lose certain things for his sake. You have to magnify him. You have to please him. You have to make God your friend. You have to internalize and be, be privately obedient to God. You have to just love him. Look, don't, it doesn't matter the friends that are faking it. Don't fake it. God is so real. He's a living God. The Holy Spirit is real. The angels are real. Look at those people who serve God properly. They are different. You will be the best version of yourself from today. God wants to elevate you from today. God is going to promote you. You are going to be like Joseph wearing the coat of many colors. His favor will be with you. His blessing will be with you. His elevation from the pit is coming. It starts with suffering, but he's coming in disguise. It looks painful, but there, where there is no pain, there is no gain. 
God really wants to bless you, but you're kicking him out by the things you are attached to, by the things you are failing to sacrifice, is restricting him. He's coming, and he's coming in his strength. He's coming with his blessing. He's coming with his grace. He's coming with his protection. He's coming with his vision and his version of what is good, which will be far better than you've ever dreamt of. Ever dreamt. Bible says, eyes have not seen nor ears heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Oh, he's going to reveal it to you. I hear the voice of the angels telling me, now I can bless my children. I've been waiting for today. Now I can expose my children to the real blessing. I can answer their prayer because the key is the cross. The power is the cross. And God says, now that you mounted up for the cross, I'm ready to do what I did on the cross. I'll bring life. I'll bring salvation. I'll redeem you. I'll bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you're here and you want to give your life to Jesus, I know that today it's a special day, many programs, and therefore we went a little at the time. But it's okay. If you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to say, Lord, I surrender to you. I'm giving my life to you. I'm surrendering to you. It doesn't matter what I have to give up. You are here. You are making that decision about something. This is your time. If you are here like that and you've had a conviction of heart, God says, I'm entering. All I want you to do is that if you're here, you have that conviction. Shoot your right hand into the air right here. Just your right hand, wherever you are. I'll pray a short prayer with you. You have made a decision today for Jesus. Lift up your right hand, wherever you are. Don't care anybody who's standing by. This is the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. In fact, I want all of us to say this. Almighty Father, I surrender my life to you. Whatever I have to lose, I have to suffer. I have to sacrifice. Even if it looks like dying, I'm ready. I'm ready because I trust you. Like Job, I say, even if you slay me, yet will I trust you. I'm open to you. Let your will be done in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, weren't you blessed by that anointed word of God? Come join our services this and every Sunday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time in person at 5796 Shelby Oaks Drive, Memphis, Tennessee. Be blessed.